Submit your questions and stories to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and all of you that identify beyond the binary? Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I hope you all are thriving. And as always, I hope you all are hanging in there. What an amazing month of June the podcast has had. I had on some great guest hosts, and we talked about a number of great topics. I really enjoy having other creators on. There's just something about the conversation aspect of things that I somewhat miss when I'm doing solo episodes. But at the same time, the solo episodes, I love the storyteller aspect of things and how I'm able to really go into these cases and these submitted stories. If you have yet to listen to all of last month's episodes, make sure to check those out. There's even a season one episode highlight in there for all of you that are curious about why I shelved it. But as always, please, please, please make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell whoever, because that is what's going to keep this show going. What's that saying about Tinkerbell? If you don't cheer for her or show her love, she'll die. I don't think she says it, but I just, I think that's like what happened. So that's me right now. So show this podcast some love. And as always, anything is appreciated. It's the second week of July and I am less than a month away from turning 33 years young. Do any of you ever reflect each year? The past year's accomplishments, Did I make this last year count? Did you spend your time doing things you enjoyed? If that's one goal I've been trying to check off, it's doing what I want to do. And what I mean by that is, have you ever hesitated or had second thoughts on doing something, whether that's going to have dinner with someone or going with a group of friends somewhere or going to an event you were talked into going to? Then when you're there, you're like, shit, I should have stayed my ass home. I've been having quite a bit of these moments. I absolutely (laughs) will not show up if I don't feel I'll enjoy myself. But in my opinion, I just think I'm wasting my time and yours. So the moral of this little rant is to do what you want for you and not for others. Because 
like I always say, life is too short. But speaking of life being too short, if you live in the U.S., most Americans just celebrated Independence Day, the 4th of July. Anyway, my neighborhood was filled and I mean really jam-packed with cars and a plethora of families scattered on their front lawns, watching fireworks, having barbecues, their kids were running in the street, just having a good old time. And I was sitting thinking that same night and it really made me sad, but at the same time, it made me sort of happy if that makes sense. And I say happy because I chose to do what I wanted, which was to play my PlayStation 5, go to Taco Bell, then go right back home, and I ended up just going to bed. And why it made me sad to see these families getting together is probably because I choose not to really pursue plans with my family. Um, I'm not gonna bash them. I love them all. They're my, they're my family, but it's just sad that I choose not to be around them or spend time with them because it's absolutely draining to me. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Some families can be just so caught up in petty drama, whether that's judging one another and just plain fighting. Grown adults would rather sit around and fight over the most irrelevant issue stemming from however many years ago. It's just so exhausting. So why would you want to waste your energy and time sitting around that? It's just not for me anymore. But I am a firm believer in chosen family. Moving right along, Meta, which has Facebook, Instagram, and now threads to its name. By the way, do we love it yet? I absolutely am obsessed. I mean, I'll always have love for Twitter and porn, but there's a charm about threads. First off, I can scroll in public without worrying about someone's hole or pole popping up. And so far, it's just giving golden era Twitter where... Everything was just fun. There was no political bullshit, no stupid rules or charges to keep scrolling. Just good old-fashioned entertainment and interactions. And I think that's what's really been missing on Twitter for so long. Lately, it's just all subscribe to this. Why are you censoring my speech? Hey, here's an ad. Someone's beefing. Hey, look, here's another ad. It's just become a very lame platform ever since a certain person took over. But speaking of that person, allegedly, they are taking legal action and accusing Mark Zuckerberg, or Zakusi, as the threaders are calling him, of cheating. Anywho, you can follow me on threads at Ralph Anthony, that's with three Y's. But moving right along, stick around after the break because Scream Queer Podcast goes back to basics. I have one story one of my listeners requested I cover. Listen in after this.
Anthony. I'm sad you haven't shared the Thomas bridegroom case, especially during Pride Month. Although not necessarily true crime, the story is disturbing yet impactful. Please consider sharing it. All love. Born on April 22, 1982, Thomas Bridegroom grew up with big dreams and aspirations. He was most known for his warm personality, infectious smile, and caring nature. While growing up in Indiana, Thomas was popular and beloved at his military academy and while he attended Vassar College. Born on December 19, 1985, Shane Bittney Crone grew up in Kalispell, Montana. He experienced bullying at his Montana high school, where he would escape to Los Angeles right after graduation. Thomas Bridegroom met Shane Bittney Crone in Los Angeles, and the two quickly developed a deep bond. In a six-year span, their relationship flourished, and they became inseparable partners. Together, they bought a home, traveled the world, and created an entertainment business, BridegroomandBittney.com. Additionally, Thomas was an actor and songwriter who was the host of the TV series, The X Effect. While Shane's own family was loving and accepting of his sexual orientation, Thomas's family was not. When Thomas returned home to Indiana one Christmas, he decided to come out to his parents. They were outraged and had gone so far as to threaten Thomas with a firearm as well as his own father physically attacking him. His mother then added, homosexuality is a sin and blamed Shane for making Thomas gay. Once Thomas returned back to Shane, he gifted him a promise ring, a promise to marry him once it was legally recognized. At the time, their commitment was not legally recognized due to the absence of marriage equality. Despite this, their love persisted and they built a life together, a home, dreaming of a future where their relationship would be acknowledged and celebrated. Seventh, two 2011, tragedy struck when Thomas Bridegroom suffered a fatal accident while attending a rooftop party. He fell off of a four-story building while photographing his friend Alexandra Grossi on the roof of her four-story apartment building in the Silver Lake Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. He was rushed to a hospital where he later succumbed to his injuries. He was 29. Shane was devastated, and the loss of his beloved Thomas left him shattered. In the aftermath, Thomas's family's response to Shane was complex and varied. Thomas's mother began asking about his bank accounts within hours of the accident. She also requested to go through their belongings. 
The lack of acceptance resulted in strained relationships and added emotional distress for Shane during an already difficult time. Additionally, due to the absence of legal recognition for the relationship, Shane faced hurdles in terms of inheritance and access to information. He had also been denied hospital visitations and other rights granted to married couples because he was not recognized as Thomas's partner or as family. He was recognized as simply a roommate. Once Thomas's body was released, his mother took him back to Indiana where she then promised to keep Shane informed. However, she never reached out again. Despite this, Shane made plans to attend anyway in Indiana. He booked a flight and during a layover, he received a call from one of Thomas's family members. Shane was not welcome to the funeral. He was threatened with physical violence if he had attended Thomas's funeral. Out of fear for his safety, Shane did not attend and was not mentioned in his obituary or the services. In May 2012, Shane uploaded a video on YouTube titled, It Could Happen To You. In this heartfelt video, he shared the profound devastation he experienced following the sudden death of his long-term life partner. Shane's emotional appeal for equality rights for same-sex couples resonated deeply with viewers, quickly making it one of the most widely watched videos on YouTube. The overwhelming response to his video both astonished and gratified Shane. In an interview with RadarOnline.com, he expressed that he created the video as a form of therapy to navigate his own grief and to contribute to positive change for same-sex couples across the U.S. The YouTube video also caught the attention of Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Linda, having met Thomas and Shane at a mutual friend's wedding, felt a strong connection to their story. She dove into hours of the couple's home videos and conducted interviews with Shane's family and friends. However, no one from Thomas's family was willing to participate in the project. Linda, known for addressing social issues in her work, was deeply affected by the project. She had personal experience with the mistreatment of gay individuals when her mother passed away from AIDS in 1986. Witnessing gay people being abandoned in hospitals had a profound impact on her. Recognizing the power of her platform, she saw an opportunity to shed light on the struggles faced by the LGBTQ community. Shane appreciated Linda's involvement. Recognizing her genuine commitment to creating change and using her influence for important causes. From his home in Los Angeles, Shane acknowledged that Linda was the ideal person to tell their story, given her reputation. The project also had a transformative effect on those who engaged with it. Commenters on Shane's YouTube channel, including a self-described gun-toting redneck from Arkansas, shared their emotional response to the videos. 
The man expressed how he initially cried while watching and subsequently evolved to support gay rights, highlighting the film's potential to change hearts and minds. Alas, the documentary film Bridegroom was created. The documentary recounts the love story of Shane and Thomas and shed light on the challenges Shane faced as a result of their relationship not being legally recognized. The film released in 2013, premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival and garnered critical acclaim for its emotional impact and powerful message. Bridegroom became a catalyst for change, sparking a nationwide conversation about marriage and equality. Shane Bitney Crone's documentary highlighted the lack of legal protections and rights afforded to same-sex couples, addressing issues such as inheritance, hospital visitation, and social security benefits. Thomas Bridegroom's death became a symbol of injustices faced by the LGBTQ community. Overall, the threats against Shane, Linda Bloodworth Thomason's involvement, and the positive reactions from viewers all contributed to the significance of Thomas Bridegroom and Shane Bittany Crone's story, amplifying the need for greater acceptance and understanding of LGBTQ rights. It could happen to you. If you loved what you heard, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps me more than you know. For more content, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Ralph Anthony, that's with three Ys, the podcast Instagram page at Scream Queer Podcast. And now we have two new additions to the social media platforms. I have a horror cosplay account, not affiliated with the podcast, but it's the third look into my horrifying life. That's at the Rainbow Reaper on Instagram. And ladies and gentlemen, and all of my non-binaries out there, you can now follow me on threads at Ralph Anthony. Again, that's with three Ys. I'll post all of those in the description. But besides that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. And I just want to say again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much. And until next time, I'll scare you all on the next episode. (laughs) 